lawyer talk. Off the record, on the air. Bringing you all the cutting-edge content, both in the news, in the media, in the legal world. I mean, we're sort of a legal show, sort of a talk show, sort of a variety show. You know, if Don Rickles were still here, he'd probably want to be on Lawyer Talk. That's what I think. We're a show for the common man. A show for the common man. Yep. Everybody on the street's welcome. (laughs) Everybody's welcome. Local business folks, community leaders, community followers, non-leaders, whoever. General members of the community, it seems. General members of the community. We got a new voice here, so that's a good opportunity. You know, every time, and and this is going to hit a little a little home, I think, for those of us. There are some of those at the table, but every time I turn around, I've got a new email, a new notice, something, some catastrophic warning about the dangers of vape from the schools and my kids, and uh, just in general. And I, and I was at a. It's funny, I was at a function, it was actually a birthday party, and uh, there was a school teacher at that, at that party, and she heard somebody talking about vape, and I, and I just said, vape? And, uh, you know, I heard her say, oh, no, that stuff's horrible for you, you know, you never, nobody ever wants to do that, I mean, there's, you know, you got to be careful, there was all these cautionary warnings, and at the same time, I'm thinking, well, look, I don't want to be talking out of school here, no pun intended, but I do sit at a podcast table with the owner of Advanced Vapor, and I thought maybe... <laughs> This uh, I, I've had this topic brewing now for a number of months, but I've been following this sort of secretly, um, moonlighting, if you will, from uh, my co-host here, Mr. Advanced Vapor himself. But uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about vape. I think we'll talk a little bit about vape. I, I had a question as you're saying that. How long qualifies for a study? if you're doing a study on vape is five years i think it's like i think standard study would be about five years because i was thinking about it the mighty mighty john sellers (laughs) is sitting right next to me and he's been working for me for about going on just shy a month or two of five years five years exactly and i've been watching you vape (laughs) every single day it's true early morning he's vaping i know early is he's He's there on time. Yeah. <laughs> five years, John. Five years. You've so John, never been late. Now, John, sure. you, you're you are a an advanced vapor key man. Yes. Yeah, he's one of my key key players right here, man. He keeps it going. The mighty mighty sellers. He's got it down. No, he's he's a great guy. He's worked for me, like I said, going on five years now. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a customer, and uh, got to know him, and uh, he was up there, and then uh, actually one day I needed an employee. I had a I had an out of town trip that I had to make, and I hired John. I had so much faith in him that I just left him with Shorty to run the store. Yeah, because I knew that she'd be able to handle it, but she doesn't know anything about vaping. Yeah, and this was a customer of mine that's come in, and we've talked about vape and gone through yeah. things with it before. And I was like, at least she's got the technical help. Yeah, you know, I mean, he'll be able to figure it out. And he came in and worked, and they started working part time. And then uh, it wasn't long. You didn't work part time long. No, I think it was maybe like tops, like three months. Yeah, it really wasn't long. And then it was like, let's just let's just do this, man. Yeah. And uh, he's a he's a strong. He's one of my key players. Well, you know, the whole thing is fascinating to me. The the vape industry and and what's happened to it, where it's gone, and uh, what people are saying about it. And I got to confess, I, I, I was starting to believe a lot of what I was hearing, a lot of what folks were saying. Um, 
but I confess I had done no reading or research of my own. I mean, I, I had not Googled the first thing, looked up the first thing, or read the first word about vape other than that I knew it existed. And then uh-huh. uh, even when, Jared, you started coming and we, we, we created the show here, um, you know, I, I just sort of accepted it as, all right, it's sort of like smoking, I guess. It's just one of those things, and, and so be it. Five years in this vape industry is like 50 years in multiple other industries. And as the new phones and new computers and updates and things go through, it happens in our industry because it's full of electronical components. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're, we're working with here. Five years ago, the components were a lot easier and less technical than they are today. When I, st- I mean, I oh, yeah. pack and a half, two packs a day, 23 years, and yeah. I loved cigarettes. I loved them. I loved smoking. And Shorty bought me one of these kits. It was, a, it was one of the smaller kits. It was just a little pen, and I was like, what the, the heck is this? And uh, needless to say, I'll fast forward through it. After 30 days of using it, and I felt better, I had more energy, I could breathe. And I'd got an envelope on the third day, because the first day I smoked like five cigarettes, second day I had like three. And I always smoked over a pack a day. Mm-hmm. I put $8 in an envelope, so that's what I spent on cigarettes every day. Every morning I got to put it in there. After 30 days when I felt better, and I had $300 in an envelope, and I was eating my cake. And uh, this was just in a transition. I just sold the barbecue, and I was looking to open another restaurant. And uh, I was like, man, I'm about to turn 40 years old, and they're, this this is something big. I was like, this is something big. A lot of people, the trend of fat, I was like, this is something big. And I didn't look at it about kids, about younger people. I looked at it at people that I know. Majority of all my friends, all through high school, all through middle school, we all smoked. Everybody smoked. Shorty even did for a short pint. I never knew her to smoke, mm-hmm. but she, I guess, Virginia Slims. She liked Virginia <laughs> Slims. And her father and I started thinking, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people that might benefit by this. And so I was like, Remington, I liked it so much, I bought the business. There you go. There you go. You know, I remember you coming down one Saturday morning to talk about this and uh, whether you were going to get into it, whether you weren't going to get into it. We're going back, I don't know how many years now, five, six years, so five years. Five years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked all through it, and, and I didn't see anything at all. I was like, look, I mean, this is a commodity. People are starting to buy and sell it. Why wouldn't you get into it? But it changed dramatically, and it changed yes, fast, and with laws and regulations, and they change. And this is no joke. On a daily basis, I mean, uh, the FDA is, is looking into this, is running with this. Um, I, you know, we're going to talk about vape is what's here I don't want to sit here and too much promote my show, (laughs) but as we did, and and this is just what we, it was education and customer service are the number one thing. Hands down. And we have to continue to educate ourselves constantly. And that's one thing that John helps me out. He helps my store out dramatically. At one point in time, I had him write tests for Mm -hmm. for all the employees to take tests. Because, and me too, you know, because there's so much new information. And it's not like, ah, oh, you failed, you're out of here. Right. It's like, okay, we're struggling here. Yeah. So this is this is the areas where we need to help you with. And it comes in every day with the change of devices and the new devices and the way things are going. And lately in the media, it's been taking a big hit with uh, a lot of kids are vaping. A lot of well, kids. let me read this. Your kids are not an experiment. Explanation point. Protect them from e-cigarettes, warns former Surgeon General. 
So this is, and this was in a CDC uh, public, ser- the Center for Disease Control Public Service announcement. Um, it, you know, it, it's been it's been chastised, it's been uh, beat on, it's been a lot of things. So I, I started to do some reading on this to figure out, I, I did it independent of our good friend Jared, because okay. I figured he may have had a biased, uh, uh, biased opinion on this. Uh, so I, I, I did some reading, I called some folks I know, um, and granted, I want to warn everybody, I am not a scientist. I, am, I have done no independent personal studies on this. I know nothing about chemistry other than what people tell me uh, that is relevant for whatever topic I'm talking about in this situation, that'd be vape. But I was somewhat, uh, you know, uh, I guess here's what my, my roller coaster opinion of vape has been. The first one, the, the first thing I heard of vape was, it is just nicotine uh, without all the tobacco crap that causes cancer, and it just gets vaped somehow. Um, and I thought, well, that's got to be better than smoking or chewing tobacco. So off it goes into its little vape world and its journey down this path five, six years ago. And, uh, you know, then in the last two years, I start to hear how horrible it is, how it's got all these complications, all these problems, lots of chemicals, lots of issues. Kids are hooked on it. It's going to be the scourge of our society. And, you know, it's no it's no safe replacement for cigarettes, et cetera, et cetera. So then I, and then you start, then we were talking more, so I tried to figure it out. Now, the first, the first thing I wanted to, to understand is what exactly is it? You know, what, how does it work and what is it? And uh, what, I mean, you guys, I'm sure get that question. What we you, get that. I was, I was going to look to John and see who <laughs> wanted to go with it, me or him. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a potential customer at Advanced Vapor. I come in and I say, all right, what is vaping? I'm, I've been smoking my entire life. What is vaping? Sure. Um, vaping at its core really is just the process of vaporization, which is essentially taking a solid liquid or liquid and turning it into a gaseous form. How that works is relatively simple. Uh, you You've have, got a device there. I do have a device. This right. is a nicotine salt device. I don't use nicotine salts on it, but we can get into that later. These basically work like lanterns. There is cotton material in there and canthal wire that makes contact with the cotton. After it is absorbed liquid and it heats up, it makes a vapor. That's what you inhale. The ingredients in it can be as simple and as little as like four or some of the other ingredients, like flavors may have a lot more ingredients in it. But the main ones are vegetable glycerin, propylene glycol, and nicotine. The VG and PG, those are those two ingredients that I mentioned earlier, usually determine the thickness um, of the juice and how flavorful it can be. But yeah. those are your main ingredients in juices. And, of course, you're going to have flavoring, which can come from hard candy sources or anything like that. So everything they use for baked goods or yeah. hard candy is what is the flavors where they come from. Um, majority, it does vary. Of mm-hmm. the nicotine comes from the L-grade uh, organic nicotine, which a lot of it is harvested from potato greens. Correct. So, you, you know, the potatoes grow in the dirt, and on the top there you've got the potato greens. Now, inside of there, they do have a healthy amount of nicotine. Mm-hmm. Night, really? Nightshade family, yep. so eggplants, tobacco tomatoes. tobacco is not the only thing that has nicotine in it. Correct. Tobacco is not the only thing with the nicotine. Right. So they go through, they cut the, cut the top and process it there to get the nicotine because it's nature's pesticide, mm-hmm. like even on a tomato plant. Sometimes if you work to get the green, it'll, it'll leave a stain on your hand. And, and people are like, what are those stains? It's like, well, those are tobacco stains. So I was with tomatoes. It's like, ah, oh, it's a nicotine stain. Yep. Uh, you can stain your hand, put like a little rust color on it. Gotcha. Um, in that, the flavorings come from hard candy and baked goods. So they're always like, it's marketing to the kids. <laughs> and that was one thing, that big fight with the flavors. Well, yeah. 
it's easy to make Skittles or strawberry because we've got all these flavors that we put into gum and we put into candy, put yeah. into taffy. It's the same thing. And it's easy. To make a tobacco flavor is, is the tough part because they're not using tobacco. We're uh, using, we're using like, you know, raisin flavors, so nuts. Let, let me and, clarify. And try to make it taste like a tobacco. Let me clarify, because it might have been, maybe it wasn't confusing, but it might have been confusing. What you're saying is there are plenty of flavors of liquids that you will turn into vape using these devices that you have that you then inhale to get your nicotine. And most of the flavors are easy to make because out there already are yeah. candies and other confections or any other product that we consume and eat, we being our the public, mm-hmm. regularly. And uh, those flavors are available for hire or purchase, I guess. Yeah, there were companies at the beginning of this that (laughs) wouldn't have the liquid to sell to to us because they Mm -hmm. couldn't get the flavoring. Because you got to remember, for a number of years, there's a family they got to butterscotch, make butterscotch flavoring. People make candy with their butterscotch flavoring every year. They make X amount of gallon, right? And it's kind of probably been steady. And then all I of imagine, a sudden, yeah. they get an influx. It's like who who is the new who's the new the new uh, you know candy maker. maker? Who's the new candy maker? And it wasn't candy makers, but to a point, it is. It's 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 very similar if you think about a uh, cotton candy. Yep. They go up there, they're whipping the sugar, and it whips up into air. They're kind of vaporizing that solid substance yeah. into it, and you know, I mean, not into a gas form yet, but nope. it could have gone. And- and so that's where you, you get the flavors. And, and you were saying that when you were talking about tobacco flavor, you weren't talking about flavoring tobacco. No, you were I'm talking, talking about making a vape that tastes that, like a cigarette. That tastes Correct. like a cigarette. So if I'm the adult coming in wanting to uh, get off the to, off cigarettes, uh, I may just like that taste of a Marlboro or a Winston or whatever it is I, I've been smoking for however many years. And uh, I want to get that same experience, but that's a difficult one to make. That's a difficult one to make, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got a few. We've shopped around. I'm always looking to find the best because I like tobacco and I like tobacco flavors. Now you you were a smoker. Um, now you're a heavy vapor. smoker. I used to used to like to chew. I used to like tobacco, and I would always tell somebody to come in because we have a few different varieties of that. I'm like, would you like to stick with the tobacco? Or would you like to try a fruit flavor? And if they're tobacco, I ask them their brand, and I'm trying to get the closest. I always tell them, like, no, nah, this isn't going to taste like your Marlboro. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you always got to think about this. You're switching brands. You know, every now and then if you switch brands, because some, some customers to, to tobaccos are loyal. I was yeah. a loyalist. Some buy whatever's on sale. They got this one and that one. And I've gone through and bought a few different ones to try them out before I smoke cigarettes. And then maybe that first one will get you there, because you want to be able to put down a cigarette and not crave it. And uh, I've got friends that, you know, motorcycle enthusiasts, big greasy bikers that want the dirty ashtray, but now they like the sweet flavors. They like the candy flavors. And it really wasn't marketed and pushed to children, I don't believe. I believe that it was there just out of easement. It was easy to do it. You didn't really have to work really hard to create strawberry and cream. Put a little cream flavor in, you put a little strawberry flavor in, you whip it (laughs) up, you send it out, it tastes really good, it tastes like candy. You can have it with no nicotine. Mm -hmm. We've got customers that use no nicotine. We've got customers that went from using nicotine to getting it without it. I've had customers that had nicotine and then they'd have some that was a a tobacco flavor. And this one lady, she was on a diet. And she said that when she watched her program, she liked to eat her ice cream. So she got an ice cream flavor. So while she was sitting down watching yeah. TV, she'd be able to hit that and curb her cravings. Well, let me let me offer a couple things I've read. And, and I've done some reading of studies that actually aren't, I, I tried to find stuff that was not 
extraordinarily biased, although anything I think that you, you read out of our country is is going to have some bent on it one way or another. But here's what I found. Um, on the spectrum of drugs that you can become addicted to, these are quotes, nicotine and caffeine are very similar. Now, here's what's interesting. So the other thing I found is that uh, really once you ex- once you eliminate all the uh, all the elements of a tobacco plant and just isolate the nicotine, um, it's like caffeine. It yeah. really is. It's like caffeine. Uh, on and, and that's what the point of this quote was, uh, that it, it really it's addictive, but it's addictive like caffeine is. And, and, and that by itself is infinitely, uh, these again, not, not my words, but um, infinitely better for you than cigarettes with all the carcinogens. It just doesn't have them. And um, it, the, the funny thing is somebody who's vaping, oh, hold on a second, where is this? There was a there was a study that I read that said, um, oh here it is. If smokers switch to e-cigarettes, that would save millions of lives. Now they actually admit in this study it was funded by uh, by a vaping company, but I think by the very fact that they're admitting it gives it some degree of credibility. Uh, yeah. And and I think it's true because I did check another source who I'm not going to disclose, but will, but I trust implicitly as uh, somebody in the community, somebody in the scientific community. And somebody who has extraordinary research uh, capabilities, and I got the same information there. Is that yes, it is very addicting in the sense that uh, those of us who drink coffee, I am one of them. Uh, the thought of not having that uh, is awful to me. I even go to bed at night thinking I can't wait to wake up and get my coffee in the morning. <laughs> and I, I am old enough to understand that that is an addiction to caffeine, uh, and as well as the whole process of consuming the caffeine, like the hot coffee, the smell. Uh, the process of sitting alone in the morning and enjoying your time or whatever whatever you do and I think cigarettes are the same uh, for a lot of people anyway but uh, once once you have taken tobacco and removed it from the nicotine it is an addictive substance so in that sense uh, it's similar but it also gives people according to what I'm reading the ability to go sideways and say all right I'm not going to quit smoking cigarettes compl- or quit completely uh, I'm going to switch over and I'm going to vape uh, and they get some, a lot of the same satisfaction and I think to be fair on my end, and, and you guys may have a different take on it, is that it would probably be better if people just quit completely and did nothing, at least financially, if nothing else. Uh, on the other hand, uh, if the choice is continue to smoke cigarettes and or chew tobacco or use it in, in some other way or switch to vape, it is infinitely better to vape. I've had people ask me, they're like, so now is this better than smoking? And I would say this, do you really want to know what's better than smoking? And they'll say, what? I say, not smoking. Correct. Not smoking, not vaping. You know, what's better than Toll House cookies? Carrots. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's, no, that's better for that's you for a snack than, 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 but which do you want to go with? And this right here, you are not lighting something on fire and sucking on the other end of it. Because yep. that's how smoking works. And then if you look into a lot of their complaints, there's a, as I'm sitting here thinking, John, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of topics and questions and things to go through and things that have come our way before. There is. Down to the propylene glycol, yep. which they've got a big problem with for a while. They're like, that's the same thing that's in antifreeze. Oh, no. And it's like, so is water. <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't drink water anymore because that's an antifreeze. And plus. Well, but then again, you can also find it in different ice creams. It's an anti-freezing yep. agent. Yep. And uh, you also, it is in cigarettes. Yep. It's well, in cigarettes, and they have never been prosecuted or pushed forward that there's propylene glycol in your product. 
Well, it's interesting because, and we're going to get to big tobacco here in a minute. Well, um, I that's tried, down the road. Yeah, trust me on this. We're getting there. But you know, I, I some of my re, or my researcher told me there's you know somewhere around three thousand chemicals uh, in tobacco, and there's like a handful in comparison. There's a, there's a handful maybe in vape, mm-hmm. uh, most of which is water, uh, and uh, the flavoring you're talking about. And uh, and nicotine. I mean, there's really not much to it, from what I can tell. Um, now, as I you know, my as I read the public service announcements and I hear people talking about it, and I com- and I get a juxtaposition of these of the people that I trust anyway. Um, I mean, my conclusion as a parent would be, yeah, I don't want my kid addicted to anything, right? I, I right. don't I don't want my kid to try vape um, because I know intuitively that like a cigarette or like your first chew of tobacco or whatever it would be. Uh, you are likely to get addicted to it because that's what that stuff does, right? I mean, yeah. it is designed by its very nature to do that. It is addicting to the hum- to humans who use it. So, and that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable to use. It doesn't mean it's not a great substitute. But I wouldn't want my kids to start. But I was at least happy to hear this this parade of horribles that folks are are worried about is not necessarily going to be uh, coming down like an avalanche right. upon me. Now, it may, it may not. I don't know. I mean, I guess time will tell. And I think who asked if, how long are, how long are studies? I asked how long studies yeah. are. All right, so five years, 10 years. I don't know how long it's going to be until we really, really know. So I would just, you know, like any other chemical, I would say, let's not use that and just let everybody else be the guinea pigs and maybe your kids, if they're if it's good, can do it. But, uh, you know, I think the good news is it is nothing even close to cigarettes. And I had to ask myself, I wonder who has studied how many uh, kids are vaping, and I got these emails that starts talking about the rise, the increase, and uh, all the problems in the youth, and everybody is talking about it, and it seems troubling, and it is troubling. And that, But the question I asked that I could not necessarily find an answer to is, how many kids are vaping that would have otherwise smoked, and there may not be a good answer to this, or used tobacco in some other form, and then you, I think we have to knock that stat back uh, by by that number. In other words, what I'm saying is you're going to have this, you're going to have probably kids who who will, who would vape, but not use cigarettes. You're going to probably have kids that would use cigarettes and not vape. But then you're going to have, I think in the majority, I'm guessing you're going to have kids that who would have used cigarettes will probably vape instead because more socially acceptable. It's more socially acceptable. It's not nearly as uh, easy to conceal. Or it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's easier to, easier to it's conceal easier. than to you know what I'm saying. So well, when I came home, yeah. my parents knew I was smoking. You know, <laughs> yes. they were like, yeah. "You smell like smoke," and there's yeah. ashes in the back of my car. Yeah, yeah, and, and they, not, did, they didn't smoke. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, but it, it is a thing, right? So no, if, it, if, if kids are going to try to get away with something nefarious, it is probably going to be something they think they can get away with, right? Which is going to be uh, in this realm going to be vaping instead of. Smoking, it doesn't linger on your clothing. It doesn't uh, linger around the household. It doesn't leave ashes in the car, like in your situation. And, uh, and you know, you don't have spittoons everywhere for those of the, the chewers out there. So, I think there's going to be this huge section of of kids who have increased the statistic on vaping who otherwise would have been using cigarettes. Now, the question becomes, and this is where the irony. This is where I enter the irony of um, of the big tobacco slash government, slash regulatory issues. And that is this. Um, you've got this product out there that people are using to get off cigarettes, and you've got cigarettes out there. And so a lot for a lot of people, it's one or the other. And uh, if you're going to get rid of something, 
what would you get rid of, right? If, if people are, you have to assume or accept that certain people are going to use a product You'll like this. You'll have to get rid of both. You would have to get rid of both. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the FDA does have the power to where I could wake up tomorrow and they say this, we're taking vape off the streets. Yep. And they have the power to do that. They can shut it down and end it. But if they leave the cigarettes on the streets, where where, where is everything going to go? It's going to go to the cigarettes. Correct. Now, people are like, they're like, well, we believe that kids are going to start vaping. They never smoked before. They start vaping and will lead to cigarettes. I say, I don't think so. Because I just told you, you could eat a bowl of ice cream. All right. The kids are not going to go from the bowl of ice cream to the cigarettes. Let me ask this question. They might. There will be some that will. You know what I mean? I'm, sure. I'm going to say there's a large percentage of from the females to the youngers to that will not want to smoke a cigarette. If I try, I've never vaped. Um, and there was a time in my life I used tobacco and I, I left that behind a long time ago, long before vape came around. Otherwise, I might be in this boat, too. I don't know. But uh, I never vaped. Uh, what would it do if I try? Is it like tobacco? Because I know the first, I've seen many people the first time they try tobacco, uh, particularly chewing tobacco, get sick. I mean, like vomit sick or uh, like on their ass because it's given them such a buzz sick. Yeah, it can put you, I'm oh, yeah. sure I'm sure that if, if you were not a, a nicotine user and uh, you got something with a high level of nicotine, so there's, you, you, remember, you can there's pick your poison. There's different levels. Yes. You know, I mean, it started out, the market, the, the industry, like I said before, it changes a lot. You know, mm-hmm. when we started out, we had 24 nicotine. We had 24, 18, 12, 6, 3, Are these percentage zero. numbers? These are percentage right. numbers. Yeah. And then after a while, a lot of companies dropped the 24s. Yep. Then they dropped 18s. Some companies started out never even went as high as as 12. They went to three. Then some companies started a- adding a half, 1.5s. What is a cigarette? Um, that's a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah. It's a, it really like, let's say one pack of Marlboros would be like 50 uh, milligrams of nicotine in, t- in the entire pack. Yeah. That's so, about- all right. So 50. So if I have, I'm going to try to get some comparative analysis here. I, I buy, if I'm a pack-a-day guy mm-hmm. of Marlboro filters, or, or call it uh, Marlboro light filters. Sure. sure. Um, what's the equivalent use of vape? Or is there is there a way to correlate that? <sighs> I think the easiest way to correlate that is legitimately with the nicotine salt comparison, because, like, Juul, that company. Oh, I've, been, I've been holding off on that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to we'll, it. We'll, we'll get to that. That's why I said okay. about, so we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. And I, that's why I wanted to start with the older, the older ones there, to, to let people kind of know where the industry has gone. Uh, when we started out, we had these really small pins, and you got really small draws. You did mm-hmm. not get much. So that's why you would have the higher end of nicotine. Yeah. Um, I saw studies and read it through what I told my customers, especially when we were beginning, they had questions of that to ask me, I would give them my own personal studies. I would tell them, you know, a pack and a half a day was a guaranteed, you know I mean? Sometimes it was two packs a day. So I would go by how many times I would buy a bottle, you know what I mean? In comparison to how many packs of cigarettes that would have got me through. Sure. So, you know, in the equivalent there, like a, this is back then, what size were those bottles? Was it 15 mil bottles or were they 30 uh, mil they bottles? Were, no, they were 10 in the beginning. Yeah, we had 10 15 to 15 was mils. So it was like a 15 mil bottle of 24 was about the equivalent to 
in my usage, four packs of cigarettes. No, yeah, around yeah, there, about four packs of cigarettes. That sounds right. Um, dollars and cents and wise, dollars and cents wise, it came down to about a buck a pack. A buck a pack equivalent. Equivalent. Okay, so it's cheaper to vape. Oh, it's, oh yeah. it's that's yeah. why I said that's what got me into it was the fact that I didn't want to quit, and to appease Shorty, I was like, I'm going to give this a try. I was like, I told her, you know, I was like this. I, I drink Jim Beam, ride Harley Davidson, smoke Marble Reds. And you've known that for a long time. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's no, I, I never hit any. And he's like, you know, and, but what happened was, was that I started using it. And I still like to say the first day I smoked five. Second day I smoked three. And then the morning I got up and I still had this pack and I hadn't gone and seen. Now here's the other thing is that I, when I stopped smoking, I ran into my old dealers from Kroger gas station that would run into me inside of Kroger's. They'd be like, yo, where have you been? Yeah. And because I would go up there, I got, you know I mean? My buddy's got a charger, charger Tom. We'd talk hot rods and we'd talk this and I'd go out, he'd step out, smoke a cigarette with him. And I would see these cashiers and I would see them every day because I bought them every day. Yeah. Buy two packs. And like I said, I had a pack and a half, and I always had a backup. Now, I also would, I would keep a pack in my car. I kept yep. a pack at work. I kept a pack out in the garage. Wherever I was at, I, I would be able to find a cigarette. That was just, just how I did it. So that day that I hadn't gone and seen any of those guys, I said for 30 days, because anybody can do 30 days, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do 30. Yeah. And every morning, I'm going to put $8 in this envelope. And whenever I needed vape, because it was 30 days, I took that envelope with me. And because you got to buy what's called the coil, which is what he talked about, the lantern piece, like putting a new coil in there. And you buy the liquid and you go through with this, and I got $300. That's when my brother, then I decided to buy the business. Where I was going to put no soup for you, I mean, soup for you became Advanced Vapor Westerville because I purchased a franchise. And I purchased it from, once again, Butch, Butch Vaughn, he started out Vance Vapor, great guy. Absolutely. God bless him. He's helped me out in tremendous ways. Uh, I went into his store. He'd been open for three days. I throw my kit down. I'm like, what did you sell Shorty? Because he used to come in the barbecue. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. so I knew him for eight years. He used to eat at my restaurant. I'm like, Butch, what's his game you got going on here? Is this another Mona V? And uh, he walked me through it and explained me through it and started talking about it. And after that 30 days that I felt better and I, so I, I bought the business. My brother comes out and he's on his, on his bike and well, actually it was Sunday dinner. I show him my envelope. He said, like, what have you been doing? I um, said, hold on here, man. Yeah, hold, hold on. on. <laughs> I was like, this, this is, is reverse me, drug I was like, dealing. This is me, sa- this is me <laughs> saving money. Cause he would make fun of it. Yeah. We do in there. Go blow that robot, man. Fuck yeah. that robot, man. <laughs> and, you know, he made fun of it, which I had friends that vape before, dude. I made fun of them. Yeah. I did. And uh, so I was like, you know what, man? I'm getting a new, just take this. I said, just take it, try it out. I gave him one because I just bought a new one. And uh, he came back to me about three days later. I told him about my envelope. He said, why don't you take me to that store? And you don't, you know my brother. Man, You've now seen he's vape. Yeah, now he's vape. And yeah. he... It's been Quit. a transformation for him, too. Huge. He's gotten in shape. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to well, just that was, his. That, that was like back of the story. When I was actually building my store, he showed up on his bike, and he'd gone to Walmart. He's got his Harley out there with this juice blender machine. I said, well, you building a time machine? He's like, shut up, man. He quit smoking. He decided to change his diet. Cut out soda pop. Cut out all this. And he lost weight. 
A lot of weight. A lot of weight. Yeah. And he told me at one point, he said, Jared, I've been vaping for a year. I've been working out. I've changed my diet, and I haven't felt this good in a long time. He's like, I feel like I'm 18. He says, better than 18. Now, once again, I'm a horrible brother. You know what I mean? I used to buy him cigarettes. He used to smoke with me. Well, you, at least you, now you've stepped him down. Now, now yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to, let me switch topics here a little bit, because I'm going to get to the big tobacco in, in a way. Um, when I was a kid, and you're, you're, you remember these days of the Marlboro Man on the horse on TV, uh, the ads in every single magazine you opened. The uh, Winston series. The Winston yeah. series. I used to go to um, rodeos. They gave away free cigarettes and skull. Skull. Bandits for yeah, free. Bandits. That later was a drag strip. Yeah, later on, you got bandits for free. There were giveaways to everybody. I could go into any convenience store and buy uh, tobacco, even though I wasn't 18 years At old. 16 vending machines. That was my move. And vending machines in bars for cigarettes. But the 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 marketing, because I'm going I'm to talk about the marketing for a second and my perception of it, because the marketing when I was a kid was nothing short of making cigarettes cool. It just was. I mean, in the movies, uh, I loved old movies. I still do. Uh, everybody's smoking. I remember seeing the ads or hearing the ads. Uh, my dad used to listen to the old time radio tapes mm-hmm. where he could listen to the, you buy the shows that used to air back when he was a kid. And every 10 minutes there'd be the, uh, you know, 10 doctors choose camel over the next one, whatever <laughs> it would be. Uh, and then it, 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 all the litigation in, in, against Big Tobacco comes out. Well, it turns out they've been doing exactly what everybody thinks they've been doing, right? Marketing directly to hook kids and uh, everybody else on their product because they know that nicotine is a very addictive substance. So fast forward, you get all this litigation. Now they can't do it. Now they can't, uh, or in theory, there's ads off of TV. The, ra- the radio ads are gone. The print ads are gone. The cool guy, it was, I think Tom Selleck actually was a Marlboro man for a while on his horse uh, out west in the Rockies. Uh, you know, he's no longer there. But I, I did not necessarily see, in fact, I saw an increase in cigarettes. I got to college in the 90s or sort of the late 80s, early 90s, and it's like it, I, I couldn't believe how many people were still smoking and what they were doing. And then even then, you get into like the late 90s, 2000s, it's still, it, it was... The 90s, everywhere. there was definitely an increase of smoking. Yeah, I, I don't I know mean, the because stats, Because we would be going out through lot. high school, and one day that some girl that didn't smoke, two days later, she smokes camels now. Yeah. And they just, it, it was a women huge... Smoking, women smoking in the 90s, I think, increased steadily. Mm-hmm. Women um, smoking in the 90s... And, and to the, even to this day, I think. There's probably, I, I, I've heard recently that maybe there's more women starting cigarettes than there were before. But anyway, or there are guys. But uh, uh, that marketing uh, was certainly geared towards children. And then I'm going to just run a parallel. Uh, I came from the 80s with Spuds McKenzie, with... Uh, you know, drink this beer, you're going to get, you're going to hook up with a hot chick, you're going to get the the cool guy, you're going to get the, you know, you're going to get all these cool things, go to spring break, um, uh, Corona ads became popular, Dos Equis became, like all the liquor was getting peddled to, look, kids, right? I mean, it's like we were teens. I thought, I legitimately that's, thought. That's stronger now than it was then. And, and even more, right. And I, I legitimately thought that Budweiser was the king of beers. Why? Because <laughs> they said it. I mean, it was just cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. then we got fat. We had to drink Bud Light. Then we got poor. Then we had to drink Bush. Then we got fat again. We had to drink Bush Light. And then, then they that got expensive. Ice. 
Then they got ice, you get, get more, right? So you get more bang for the buck, the natty ice. Right, the natty ice, because there was more alcohol. Bud ice. Yeah. But, you know, t- uh, tobacco and uh, liquor and beer and wine have no, maybe not wine so much, and wine coolers for sure, right? The Barbells and James and the, uh, you know, the Sun Country. Like, t- show me a, a, a real sophisticated adult guzzling down a two liter of Sun Country coolers. But, you know, that was marketed towards the young folks. And I think, I think tobacco is, was, uh, liquor is, was, and now, you know, the questions coming up again about vape, like what the hell is it? I mean, are we sending, are we sending messages to kids? And I think I read all these, you just showed me these emails again from the school district. And, you know, I, when I first heard about vape, I thought to myself, I'll be honest, the, the first thing I thought was not, oh my gosh, there's going to be an epidemic of kids vaping. I thought to myself, this might be bad for big tobacco. Um, Whenever I got the store, I mean, we can we can start down that route. At what point too is that? I remember when I saw what was going on here, and I saw the growth. Whenever I I, I researched it, so I, I was like, I'm going to get in this industry. So I went and found other vape stores because there wasn't a lot of them. So I went out of town. I went to Kentucky. I went to Cleveland. I went to Cincinnati to find these stores. A lot of them that I walked into were tight pants wearing kids that, and they had pool tables and it's like a lounge and they're kind of palling around and hanging out. And I did not like that because, and a lot of times they made me feel inferior. I didn't like how, and I was like this, I was like, this whole thing is to a point in my mind was being marketed totally wrong. I want, I didn't want TVs. I don't have a social club. I have a place to product, to, to conduct business. And I want to offer, in, and I don't want somebody that's 70 years old is not going to feel comfortable walking into a kid's hangout. Right. And so I didn't, from the very beginning, didn't want kids because now, I knew there was enough market in 25 plus. Mm-hmm. I'm not just saying this because we're friends and we're co-hosts and we've known each other forever. This is actually true, folks. I have been to Advance Vapor in Westerville. I was there when you had the, when you cracked the seed of the idea to, to buy into this and start it all. And we actually discussed this, that this is, this is what you wanted. You wanted like it, you stopped smoking because of it. And you saw immediately the value, uh, in that. And, and look, not necessarily altruistic, but look, we're all in the world, to, at least in our country to, to earn a living, yeah. but you saw a means to earn a living that way, which is to take money and dollars, uh, in fact, less of them that would have been spent on cigarettes and tobacco and divert them over to your product, which is, something other than tobacco, but still fills the same sort of need. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, well, I mean, what a great idea. I mean, if you can get all these people to quit smoking, think what it'll do for cancer. Think what it'll do for all the emphysema, for uh, the sickness that results from so- smoking. And your shop to this day is not a little uh, skateboard dude hangout. I mean, it's a it's no. a it's it's an adult it's shop. It's serious. It is. It is yeah. serious because I'm selling a controlled substance. You know what I mean? And I need to know who I'm selling it to. And I am I am trying to help people with their goal. When they come in like, I don't know anything about this. What should I get? I always start with this. What are your goals? Let's talk about what you want. To, to, because I might sell you a $15 product. I might sell you a $500 product. Let's not think about the pricing. Let's think about your goals. Once I get to know you and your goals and walk down and... Then's whenever people my age start bringing their parents in because their doctor is like he's on oxygen. He has to get off of this. We've got multiple customers that are cancer survivors that come in proud with their bald heads as they ever have. And then we've got some senior citizens. And that was my whole thing. I was like, 
let's find older people and let's sit down with them. Because if, when they come in, if they're in a hurry, I ask them to come back when they're not in a hurry. Because for us to do this properly, we're going to need 45 minutes to an hour and 45 minutes. That's like when I first walked into a hunting store to try to learn how to hunt. And I looked around. I was like, I can't do this today. <laughs> yes. Right, no. there's, there's too much. Because we got to go through it. And I've got to break it down in small terms yeah. to make it easy. And then once we get done, we got to sit down and go through the product with them. And one of the first questions when we start, because then you got to try flavors. you got to find something you're going to like. And at the beginning, you know, I mean, I had three companies. Right now, we have over a hundred and well, all together, one hundred and seventy-one. One hundred seventy-one. But once we get into we're, we're yeah. over two hundred flavors. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of you can't try two hundred pieces of candy, I and I would always ask, what did what brand did you smoke? And in about the second and a half, third year, I asked that question, and the response was, "Well, I never smoked." Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I did. I was shocked. I literally. I remember the first time I heard then that. I was like, "Why are you doing yes, this?" Yes, yeah. I wanted to be like this. Well, then why are you even in here? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. what is going on? Why are you here? But now let's think about that. The person that first smoked a cigarette didn't always smoke a cigarette. Maybe he was around people, or he's doing some things there, and they. Well, that's so, now you're into the the chief complaint. It's become now cool. To vape, and and people think that it's the thing to do. People are seeing everybody doing. Well, it. Seeing it's you do probably it right they probably think it's cool because they see me. Well, that could be. <laughs> that could be. And they're well, like, let, "Damn, I'll be just like." Well, that. let me ask just this question because like you're right here where I need to be. Uh, what's the age? What's the, what are the rules on age? I mean, right now, if well, my kids, my 14 year old, obviously is under age. Where we're located right now in the 511 studio, you would have to be 21 years of age. 21. Correct. That's a city of Columbus city regular of Columbus. law. Now, what is it? And in that Western branches world? into like Reynoldsburg, which is a Columbus, you know, I mean, sometimes it, that is Columbus, uh, which it's on the borderline. It's weird there. Yeah. Once you get in Reynoldsburg, it depends on your, 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 in, exact where you're exactly where you're at. Yeah. Um, Westerville is 18. Upper Arlington is 21. Correct. Um, New Albany is 21. Mm -hmm. Now, there was a proposal I read. I, I, don't, I don't have the article right at my fingertips here that the state was considering raising it all to 18 across the board. You mean 21. Or uh, 21 across the board. I don't know the status of that bill. We'll do some research and maybe uh, get back to it. But uh, so right now California, it's 18. California, 21. Yep. Um, I think Massachusetts, 21. Yeah. So what do you do when, um, uh, you know, little boy blue comes in? You check his ID? We check oh, every everybody's time. ID, and John is the best because here's one thing about John that people can't see. John, <laughs> John, John is a hell of a, John is big John, <laughs> and uh, he's a nice big guy. And whenever he says, "Got ID," you show it. You we John. I mean, if, if five kids walk in, two of them just want to sit down. John's like ID, ID, and they will get upset. Sometimes, because he'll be like this, no ID, get out of the store. You're not allowed in here. We don't, uh -huh. You're not allowed you in here. You don't get a no vape. <laughs> you know what I, mean? well, I just want to buy a Coke. Doesn't it's, matter. No, it doesn't matter. I'm, you're not, if, unless you're 18, you're buying nothing in this store. Is this like liquor control where they send the undercovers in they to, do. Uh, to mm -hmm. check? Have you guys ever been, to, do you know if you've ever been checked? We, we had been checked. We did get a letter, and it's uh, not liquor, it's a uh, Board of Health. Board yeah. of Health, okay. And uh, we, got, they, we got shopped, and we ID'd, and... Uh, now we did we and it, it can happen and and we we're busy and things go through i'm going to admit here that it seemed that maybe something slipped through mm -hmm. mother came in with a per, a package and a receipt 
Now, it wasn't her boys. Everybody, also, we have a system. You come in, you give us your name. We log it in. It was under a different name. I don't know if a friend or somebody came in and bought it or if he actually came in and bought it. We don't, we don't know how this deal went through. But trust me, whenever I started this out, I wasn't looking for kids. No. So I, I've told these guys, I was like, I don't, we don't need their money. We mm-hmm. don't. We, so there's now, well, now this gets even fuzzier. They don't have money. When I right. first they, opened or, up. Or the, the means yeah, necessarily. They right. yeah. yeah, they're yeah. coming. And that's the other thing. We carry high-end product mm-hmm. to where people come in sometimes and they'll be like, what, how much? How, and they go in with the price and they're, it's like going into, we, it's like Bose. You yeah. know I mean? You can go to the Bose store, you're getting Bose speakers and you already know before you walk in that it's going to cost you. Right, yeah. Now mm-hmm. we have affordable product. That's Absolutely. good, solid product. Don't get me wrong on there. But some of the product, we do have a higher end product. Uh, so I guess I, I kind of lost my train. Well, let me, let me, let me take end. you, let me take you to a different place then. So you've got, we've talked about. Hold on. We're, I'll, I'll get, we're on the 18. Oh, we're, yeah. on, we're on the age group. When I started out. Before was it twenty fifteen? It yeah. was you didn't have to be eighteen to buy vape. You only had to be eighteen to buy vape with nicotine. Correct. Uh, so whenever I first opened, and we had the laws written down, and mm-hmm. they could come in and buy something with zero, and try stuff with zero, and they could buy batteries, they could buy a coke, and it was totally legal. Then they adapted tobacco laws, yep. and uh, I mean, it came through. I had them printed off. I had them there. Yeah. Because people will come in and ask what the deal is. And I always knew that. I was like, there's some kids that were coming in here that were 17. And we got this printed off because they're going to get upset when we kick them out of the store. You just show them, I didn't do it. Here is the federal law. Yep. This, is a fed, this wasn't a local law. This is a federal law. This is, this is the end. This is, this is where it goes. Yeah, sorry. Before you could, now you're not even allowed in the store. See you soon, Junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what, man, we had that printed off. When did that go about? So, 14, I think it was oh, 2015. Yeah, that was well, February 23rd of let me, let me when it took effect. Let me sort of draw an analogy here, and this will be a nice little segue to turn a corner. Um, I remember watching, you remember Howard Stern? Yeah. Or obviously, no, remember, you know who he is. But I remember when he went to, uh, he was in radio, then he went to satellite radio and was a big hit there because he has a little TV show and did everything. Well, I read an article recently, uh, or I heard somebody talking recently. I don't know how recent, I, I don't know. But uh, there were some comments he, he had made about Rogan and podcasting. And it's like, oh, you know, that guy doesn't know what he's doing, you know, or it sort of scoffed it off. Not that he didn't know what he was doing, but it was like, no, I'm a radio professional. He's just this other thing doing this other stuff. Well, then all of a sudden, Rogan may have a secret here, right? Because he's making a living, a pretty good living, and there's a lot of people doing it, um, like Adam Carolla, you got yep. Rogan. You, I mean, it's like this is a whole new medium that is now getting combined with uh, YouTube and podcasts. And, you know, now that Lawyer Talk's out there, we've blown the market up apparently. So, <laughs> um, you, you know, the, but the point is, is that, the, the the conventional, traditional big boys, uh, when podcasting started, sort of scoffed at it. At first, oh. we had um, Big Tobacco sort of maybe not in the game. And I remember going to the gas stations and seeing these little things that looked like fake cigarettes. And I was like, what the hell are those things? I didn't well, smoke. I didn't know. We, we can go to that. And to get there, this is something that I, I don't want to steal away from you, Steve. Uh, you're but, going right before this, you this go. This was the I'm, softball right yeah, down this, the middle. This, this was okay. the softball. I saw where you were going with that. 
Okay, so Big Tobacco, they had the Views, they had the Eights. The Blues, the, the blues, Mark Tens. Now, all of this had been filed and tested, and, and tests had been shown to the FDA by 2006. So Big Tobacco, after a number of years, starts seeing that they're, and even me, they started sending me more coupons because they would send me coupons, Marblewood, and I'd turn them in, and there's a little scan code on there, and I had a little identification code that came on each coupon. I wasn't using the coupons. So they were like a dollar off. Then they sent me a coupon once. It was like this, buy a pack, get a pack. And they, they started sending me more coupons because guess what? I'm not smoking anymore. I smoked a pack and a half, two packs a day of their product, and they're not seeing that I'm buying them because they were tracking me with their coupons. So I knew. I was like, boys, at one point in time, big tobacco will take this. Mm-hmm. So their initial plan was they go through, and uh, this got signed in with Obama, that they were going to change the regulations to where on a they certain... They being who? The federal big government? Big tobacco. Big big tobacco worked in with, with the federal government. And I don't really have total proof on this. This is this is this slight, is this is slight opinion conspiracy here. Conspiracy theory, all right. but this is how it I, has merit. I've this heard is it. how I got it was because they had all their product filed by 2006. Mm-hmm. So after 2016, everything that wasn't registered before 2006 was to be removed from the market, which would have have removed every bit of product, liquid, and everything in my store out the door because it had not been filed by 2006. Yep. Which they were like, fine, we'll let them build up the vape, we'll kick them out, and they can only buy our vape products. So let me summarize here. So what's happened is it's a free-for-all when it first starts. You're not a threat to anybody. No big deal. Just go sell your little vapes in your little shops. You might even have some multi-level marketing plans. You might even, you know, people are just sort of doing it a lot like CBD is now. Yep. And uh, you've got uh, Big Tobacco is still just sort of on their high horse, peddling cigarettes and chewing tobacco and whatever else they do overseas. And uh, rock and roll and no threat to us. Well, then maybe you start to take a market share. Yes. And the market share that becomes a that becomes maybe not a direct threat yet, but a clear future threat on the horizon. Uh, so you guys and I remember you coming to me. You're like, I don't know what to do about this. It looks like I have to have everything um, registered. All everything by everything. I mean your your products, your liquids. So the stuff that's on your shelf has been pre-registered now. Uh, since when? Uh, the first, what was the first registration date? John? That was, that, that was when was, you sat, me and John had to work hours and hours of August filing. and 8th, 2017. Okay, so, so it, it got bumped once. You came to me and said, yep. look, I have to have everything pre-registered. Otherwise, after this date, I can't have a product. So everybody think about this for a second. You're selling all these products. You're doing well. By you, I mean these people in this vape business, selling the stuff, doing it well, people using it. And uh, then comes a curveball out of the government from nowhere land that says three weeks. You have three to weeks to get all your stuff registered, or you can't sell it anymore. Correct. And that was a federal regulation out of the FDA, right? Yes. Yep. All right. So the FDA, the Federal Food and Drug Administration, says get them registered, or sorry, Charlie. Uh, and then you guys work. It gets bumped once. And if you want to build anything, you must build it now, send in samples, get them all tested, and go through. By build, you mean create new flavors, new mixes. Create new flavors, new, uh, new hardware, yeah. new batteries, anything. new equipment of any kind. So this put all the tech companies into manufacturing two things, and you had to sell one. 
and you could you could send one to the government and you can you have to sell one so you could sell it to another wholesaler you could sell it out of your store as long as you sold the product by this date we had three weeks to go to then there's i was i was i got another company silverline clouds where i distribute uh, manufacture wholesale and i work with the liquids as well so on that end of the company i had three weeks to go to the lab make a liquid that i like the taste of make it get it sent to a third-party test that is approved by the fda have it test get their results back file it all and send it in and have it all filed by right. a three-week period. Now, still, Big Tobacco is not really taking a market still share. Not, they don't care yet. They was, don't, they don't, because the, Were yeah. their products registered? Their products were the only oh, yeah. ones registered. Oh, Correct. All right. And, and so that's why, that's the, why they wanted the 2000 kickback. Yeah. Now onto that, I'll get you into something even more crazy. And this, this, this is, this is where it gets. Now we're filed. Once they go through after you file, they go through approval, and then they're going to put in their fees. Yep. We haven't got hit with the fees. So I was talking about the different nicotine levels. So if I had 0, 3, 6, 12, 18, for each nicotine flavor, they're all strawberry. It's $150,000 a nicotine level for the file, for the completing of the filing. So if, even if you've got... Oh, repeat that again. $150,000? Yes. Per nicotine, per, per flavor. So if you've got a wow. strawberry and you've got a zero, three, and six, that's, you know, $450,000. Yep. Just to file. All right. So that, that effectively, so if, that, what if, that that went, is, if that goes through, everybody's out of business. Well, everybody, but there's big companies. There were some big boys that started out, uh, yeah. that started in this early, that made a lot of money, and and they they will have the funds. They won't have the funds to keep their whole flight. Well... Then that got pushed to 2021. Whenever our new, uh, whenever. So when uh, you say it, what he's talking, what you're talking about then is, so they've got this enormous filing fee slash filing requirement, uh, financial, basically, uh, graveyard. It's done, right? It's yeah. the end. It's the end game. It's 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 over, uh, and that keeps getting kicked down the road. So that can is now kicked to well, 2021. Well, it got helped kick down the road. Yeah, they kicked the can, and that helped. Well, it started out with uh, what was the what was the governor? I mean, the, the senator from uh, Oklahoma. The the we had a whole act. I'm sorry on this, everybody, <laughs> but it was the blank bill. It was uh, anyhow. It got pushed into the ag bill. And that was one person that helped us through this. And with that, it once we got the new commissioner, Scott uh, Gottlieb, who uh, was appointed by Donald Trump. And when Donald Trump came in, he said no new regulations. Regulations that were getting filed before got held back. So our regulations were pushed through by Obama that we were supposed to be done in 2016. In 2016, if it wasn't before 20. Before 20, 2006, it's off the market. And just so we're clear about these regulations, I mean, they are not eliminating uh, liquid. They're not eliminating vape, but they're just basically making it so uh, they're creating a definitive list of products. And there's probably, I, I imagine the altruistic side of it would be we want to have some sort of oversight into what is going into these products and making sure that they're uh, at least safe on some level because it's been the Wild West. Well, that's great. Except then they created a financial burden that would have effectively yes. uh, put everybody out of business. Yeah, I would have been out of business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still could be. Still could come up in the future. So now whenever the new FDA commissioner, Scott Gottlieb, took the office, he had testing done, went through it, and we all rejoiced in the industry because he said, 
if you're a tobacco smoker, vape. Yep. He was like, he was all for vape and switching over with the tests and results that he had got received back of the health benefits and the savings of the lives and the money that, you know, the money he's talking about is in the health insurance. Yeah. People that are getting hit, the hospitals, the whole run there. He was like all for it, all in the vape. So one day our phone starts ringing and I'm answering it. And people say, you got, you got jewels. I do not have the jewels. Jewels, jewels, jewels. We started getting these calls. People walking in the store asking about these jewels. And I didn't know what they were, so I did research. I was like, they sell these things at the gas station. Yep. Like you were saying, like the big tobacco does, the V8s and everything like that. But these were not big tobacco. And this company, the Jewel, I, I got a, a customer. He's a manager of the Turkey Hill down the road. And I asked him, I said, hey, man, you sell these jewels? He's like, oh, yeah, we sell the jewels. I said, uh, like, so how, much, how, how many do you sell? I mean, what kind of business do you do? He was like, oh, between $2,000, $2,500 a day. I said, a day? Yeah, let that sink in. day. A day out of your Turkey Hill gas station? He's like, yeah, man. Now, he's a customer of mine. So I was like, well, what's going on here? Not on my street, bro. <laughs> Not on my street. You, just, you, you saw how much? Because he's right down the road from my store. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's selling that much, you know, so I started looking into it. And I started seeing what was going on. And that's when we get into the nicotine salts, which is a more of a, it, it's a compressed, smooth uh, nicotine that can only be performed at, this isn't going to make any sense to anybody, but... Um, low watts, high ohms. Yeah. So it can only be burned very sm small. If it's burned, like you see these people blowing big clouds, you can't do that with this product because it'd be too hot and it'd evaporate the nicotine. So then I said, well, how much nicotine's in one of these jewel pods? And it was 50. Now you gotta remember, I'm selling products that are and I've got customers that are going, you know, I mean, from 12 down to threes, down yeah. to one and a halfs, and, and they're going, they're, they're going down. I was like 50. I was like, that's, then I realized that it's like, I've been selling cocaine and there is crack on the streets. There yeah. is crack. And then I was like, that's just gas. And then again, I was almost like big tobacco thinking, yeah. that's just little <laughs> gas station trinkets. Now, now, who owns those things? Now, I'll, I'll get to who owns those things right there, the Jewel. Uh, when the Jewel came out, they, were, uh, they were, came out in, in 2014. Now, you got to remember something. That's when the, the company was created, created by a couple, a couple of nice square heads that, that, that built this. They were technical, technologically savvy, Silicon Valley. And uh, they're like, you know what? We're, we got this product. Uh, that's not 2006. It was not registered, but I saw the jewel hitting. So then I found products that were jewel styles. They're pod systems that you fill up. I started going to the big dog purveyors that we were talking about and being like, you guys got salts, you got salts. And they were going, Jerry, what are you even talking about? We they didn't even know what I was talking about. Half of them. They're like, what are you talking about? And then I told them the nicotine levels are like, nobody uses that high. We don't even <laughs> carry 24s anymore. Why would we put that much nicotine in a product? And I was like this, I'm telling you right now, this is where the industry's going. Because it's small, it's slim, it delivers the nicotine in a high end. You know I mean? You don't need to use a lot. You don't need to blow big clouds. I was like, this is it right here. Well, to get to how much of it is, 
Alteria is a company that owns Marlboro, the makers of Marlboro cigarettes. And they closed a deal in 2018 with the announcement of a $12.8 billion investment for a 35% stake in Juul. Give me the year again. 2018. And what is the... So in 2018, they paid $12.8 billion for a 35% stake in Juul. All right. Now, give me how does that correspond with the federal regulations that have been... Now, uh, at this time, this is where Scott Gobley feels tricked and traded because he was doing and talking with... Uh, uh, he feels... Alteria bait and switched me with the $12.8 billion Juul investment. That's exactly what Gottlieb said. Because he said that Big Tobacco is going to help them get... They were going to invest money into these Juul Pot commercials. Have you ever seen them? They're like, don't be a robot... Yeah, have you you've seen that? You know who pays for those? Who? Big Tobacco. Ah, makes sense. Big Tobacco <laughs> is paying for the commercials to tell you not to vape. <laughs> All right, but now what they did here was they found out how big this jewel was and how it was just just as I did, and I had to find similar products for it. So then Juul gets hit with the FDA. They're mad. Now, this is right before they got bought out. They were like, because they were doing Instagram. They're Silicon Valley people. Yeah. They had kids jumping around and flowers and everything nice, and they had different flavors. So they hit them. They came in and raided the, the Juul labs. They went through, and, and they started, they got like a, I forget the amount, but they got a grant from the federal government to go find kids that are able to buy jewels that are underage. And so then Jewel comes through and they're like this, okay, we're going to go ahead and remove our flavors to where you can only get tobacco or menthol flavors. So during that, good old Marlboro made the purchase. So they took off. You can only buy their flavors now if you buy them online, okay, directly online. So you got to do online checking there of identifications. Yep. So then they said, okay, we're going to take down all marketing. Remember how I told people before, when I, they used to come in my store, this is before the Jewel existed, I said, hey, man, it's not going to take some Marlboro. You're just going to switch brand. Well, they now have commercials now where they have people in their 50s. I was over at Mary's playing bridge, and she had a Jewel. And she said, just try it. So I tried it. Now I'm going to make the switch. Remember those coupons I used to get in my Marlboro packs for a dollar off the next pack? Mm-hmm. Now they're inserting jewel coupons into every single Marlboro pack. Yep. Okay, so they have purchased 35% of jewel, and they're helping them. Big Tobacco's like, you know what, guys? You were pushing too strong to the kids. Let me show you how to sneak it into them. Right. You know, we're, we're good at we're this. Experience <laughs> we're experienced drug dealers. We're yeah. good at this. We know and, how to cut deals with the government. And we've noticed <laughs> that you're taking our customers. So we would like to, can't beat them, join them. Mm-hmm. I can't beat them. Buy them. Buy them. <laughs> and they realized that they have a product that sucked. It's weak. It's horrible. People hated it. Nobody wanted to switch to vape because they had always tried the tobacco company's vapes, yeah. which were horrible products. So now they got to here. Now, on that right there, let's see here. This, this, uh, let's see here. Holding Strong's there, 72%. So now also, this is it right here. So Juul, the company itself, before they bought it, holds 72% of the dollars sold in the vape industry every year they have a seven so they bought a company that has a 72 percent hold on the entire industry so alteria also purchased 45 percent stake in canada cannabis company now that right there chronos in december that right there is the largest marijuana 
THC CBD producer in Canada. Big Tobacco is not about to make a factory here or put money into it here while the federal government still says it is a controlled substance. So they immediately went over to Canada. So right there, that with that purchase that they have there, is uh, is 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 going to put them right on track to take over the future legal THC and CBD pods. That right now in Canada you can get a jewel pod. Now these are a little, it's a little battery. You got a little thing that clips out of it, and you put a new one in. You could put in a mango, try mango. Maybe you want tobacco. You put tobacco in. In Canada, since they own this product, they're selling the jewel because they've been already buying the jewels in Canada before. Yep. Now they're selling the CBD pill, prefills and the THC prefills. Right. So they've, so they've got Canada, a turnkey they, product. Turnkey to where, and right now, if you look at the debates and things that are going on in 2020, all the Democrats have come out and said, we're going to federally dismantle the drug prohibition. We are going yeah. to bring it down. The day they do that, so right now, it's like, okay, they so might quit it, smoking. It almost makes you wonder the influence over that. Do you think it was the hippie stoners who just have been touting for years that this is Rastamon and we should just be able to smoke <laughs> pot? Or do you think it might have been the billion-dollar tobacco industry that happens now to have an enormous investment in the CBD slash THC slash vape world? If they have a coupon, let's say you buy that jewel pod system, and you don't like it, Steve. You're like this. You know, I'm going to keep buying Marlboros, bro. Well, now you have a metal device that can be recharged that's in your house. Let's say that I know some people that didn't smoke cigarettes, didn't use nicotine, smoked weed, mm-hmm. right? If you've got that deal in your house and now Marlboro, because the day they, 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 they turn the lights on, they, they open the floodgates. Oh, yeah. They'll load up trucks in Canada and be like, this brain across the borders, boys, start putting these THC, CBD pods in every place we can put and them. And they've already got the pre And you've already got the device. And you've already got the device, yeah. Because, yep. see, we're in a sticky situation now. It's not that sticky. It could be if you don't clean right. But we have legal medical marijuana in Ohio. And by law, they say you can vape it or you can eat it. You can't smoke it. So there are multiple different apparatuses out there in which you can use dry flour in and get a vapor of THC. Now, for the longest time, it was like, I'm not... We didn't carry it. We didn't have the product. Even though it wasn't illegal, it was vaporizers. You could put your lavender in there, whatever, you know, your St. John's Ward or whatever you wanted to vape. Uh, But then people start turning to us because they are ill-informed of the marijuana laws that are in Ohio, and they think that we should know them all. Now, on that, we try to keep up and we try to have standards, and we don't want to get into arguments with customers but we have customers that are coming in showing us their medical card and they need a vaporizer to take their medicine. Yeah. So now I'm on uh, in, in an area here to where I have a store and I have a house and a wife and I have employees and we want to keep things rolling. How do we go about that? Now that's once again, I, I this, well, me, this has me, got so much. We haven't got to popcorn. Me, we haven't got me, to, there's so much in let this. me, let me bring this up to where we are. So we are at modern day, Big tobacco, by modern day, I mean now, today. Correct. Big tobacco uh, is set to take the market over on three of the biggest selling drugs uh, that our modern society has ever known, right? Uh, and those being uh, tobacco, yep. uh, vape, and CBD slash THC. Correct. 
And they have done so in a way that really will eliminate or stamp out the competition uh, on, a, on sort of a government level by creating regulations that are almost unmeetable, plus the ability to spring on the market in a way that uh, is going to be sort of indefensible. But there is more we need to talk about, and I think we're going we're gonna to do a part two. And in part two, we will hear about the infamous popcorn lung. We will hear about the some chemistry. We will hear about uh, a little bit more of the future and what is coming not only in the vape industry, uh, not only uh, a description of the popcorn lung phenomena, uh, but also what is coming in the THC slash CBD industry because we at Lawyer Talk like to keep up on this, and we have. And things are ever-changing, even as of last week. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there is more to come, uh, part two to come. But for now, getting all your information here on vape, uh, the state of the union on vape, the state of the Canadian union on vape, the government stance on vape, and most important, uh, the number one vape store probably in the country here, Advanced Vapor, right here in Westerville. <laughs> Westerville, Ohio. Absolutely. All right. 536 so, South State Street. 563 South five, State Street. 536. 536 South, South State. State Street. I used to go hang out at Roush Hardware across the street in the other uh, complex, and right around the yeah. corner there was uh, Rain Tree Cinema. Yes. That is now gone. Yeah. Uh, there was a... There was a nice car wash there back in the day. There was a car wash. There was a department store. What was the department store? Or there was a pet store right there. Uh, there used to be a Lazarus there. Yeah. Lazarus, that's what I'm thinking of. That's yeah. now uh, the Big Blue Walmart. The Big Blue Walmart. We're right in between Little Caesars and Smashburgers. Yeah. All right, well, pick up a pizza, get a burger, get some vape, all at Advanced Vapor. Uh, you're hearing it here first, as always, on Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air, talking vape, at least until now.